Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hey parents, you're listening to the Project Parenthood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nanika Kaur, clinical psychologist and respectful parenting therapist. Each week, I'll introduce you to the same respectful parenting practices that I use to help parents repair and deepen connections with their children. You'll get tips for cultivating more parental self-compassion, more cooperation from your kids, and more joy, peace, and resilience in your relationship with them. In today's episode, I'm talking about honestly communicating your feelings and needs to your family members. Stick around till the end to learn about the four elements of effective communication. When you're hoping your child or your partner or co-parent will do something to help you get your in-the-moment or long-term needs met, it can be tempting to lean on quick fixes like rewards and consequences. Using these strategies can indeed coerce others into compliance at least temporarily. But for any of these strategies to work repeatedly, upping the ante is required. The rewards have to get more rewarding and the punishments have to get more punishing. That generally involves creating more desire for a reward or sprinkling on more fear, shame, blame, guilt, criticism, or obligation. Eventually, your child or partner might simply decide they're no longer satisfied with the rewards or even care about the consequences. You can use timeouts, removal of privileges, or even quote-unquote force them to do an unpleasant task. You can give them the cold shoulder as a consequence for not doing what you've asked. And yet, eventually, they'll be old enough and or potentially angry and resentful enough to access the things they want without you being able to stop them. They may be so worn down emotionally that they even give up trying to stay in your good graces. Ultimately, using your physical, practical, or emotional power to coerce others into doing what you want them to do creates disconnection in a relationship. Do you want your child or partner to comply with you out of fear or because they have genuine consideration for your needs? So I'm going to break down some elements of nonviolent communication that you can use to more effectively communicate with your family. Having consideration for your own feelings and needs is job number one. If you want others to listen to your feelings and be considerate of your needs, you'll need to be able to identify and take responsibility for your feelings and needs yourself and communicate them. You can start by practicing detecting when your needs are being met 
or when they're going unmet. When your needs are being generally met, you'll feel positive, accepting of or neutral about what's happening in your environment and what you or someone else is doing or saying. When you notice emotions arising in you, like resentment, annoyance, frustration, uneasiness, or anxiety, your needs aren't being met. Something's interfering with your enjoyment of life or your ability to satisfy your own needs. You might notice that you dislike a situation or what you or someone else is doing, and you want something to change. Notice any body sensations and emotions that are rising up in you all by themselves in response to what's happening. When your needs aren't met, you might feel resistance or tension in your body. Remind yourself that you're allowed to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. Speak to yourself with patience, comfort, and acceptance of your fallible humanity. One way to identify what you might need in this moment is to ask yourself, if things were happening right now the way you'd prefer, what needs of yours would that meet? So here are some pitfalls in communicating your feelings and needs. Sometimes when you think you're telling your child or parenting partner how you feel, you're actually expressing your evaluations, interpretations, judgments, or thoughts. Needs are the core values that matter most to you, that motivate your behavior or why you want the things that you want. When you say you feel taken for granted, for instance, you're using what's called a victim verb. An interpretation of what you think another person is doing to you, disguised as a feeling. Using you messages like, you left your toys all over the room, is another way you might try to communicate your dissatisfaction, but these statements communicate blame or an accusation. You might say that you feel like your family should be more grateful to you. But when you use terms that put a person, a location, an action, a time, or an object after the words, I feel, you're talking about strategies to get what you want rather than the needs you have. Rather than inspiring your family members to be open to your feelings or needs, your words may trigger in the other person a need to protect their own feelings and needs. That usually looks like defensiveness, resistance, or rebellion. It's better to communicate the effect someone's words or actions are having on your emotions and trust them to respect your needs. Perhaps, in our earlier example, what you really mean is that you feel disappointed because you need more help or recognition. So, also remember to make requests instead of demands. When you make a specific request about what you want in the moment rather than what you don't want, And when that request is concrete rather than abstract and suggests that you're open to hearing no or hearing other options and ideas for meeting your needs, you have a better chance of maintaining connection. When you make a specific request about what you want in the moment rather than what you don't want, and when that request is concrete rather than abstract and suggests that you're open to hearing no or hearing other options and ideas for meeting your needs, you have a better chance of maintaining connection, collaboration, and trust with your family members. You want someone to voluntarily choose to do something for you out of a genuine understanding of how it will contribute to you getting your needs met, not out of obligation, guilt, fear, or shame. So, when you make a request, think about how the solution you're coming up with can work for everyone involved. It may not be easy to get a no to your requests. So, Practice responding to no with curiosity instead of self-righteousness or frustration. 
A no to your request is usually a yes to something else. Is it because they have some need of their own that makes it difficult for them to do what you've asked? Inquire about that or ask what might work better for them. You can also model saying no to your family members' requests in terms of your own needs and proposing an alternative. Something like, I can see why this is important to you, and I'm also seeing that it's conflicting with my own need for X, Y, or Z. Can we think of what else might work for both of us? Challenge yourself. For the next 30 days, try to put all of these elements together. When you want to express your unsatisfied feelings to your family members, use nonviolent communications for parts of effective communication. One, express what you observe, someone's words or actions, not your judgments or interpretations of those observations. Two, express the emotions and body sensations that automatically arise in response to your observations. Three, Express your needs that aren't getting met as a result of your observations. Four, make a request that moves the conversation forward, meets your needs and the other person's needs in the moment, and be willing to meet a no with openness and curiosity. Does communicating this way change the connection between you and your child, partner, or co-parent? Do your family members seem more receptive to what's going on with you? Let me know how it goes. Sometimes your needs are going unmet because your child's or your partner's words or actions are directly and tangibly affecting you in some way. Honestly communicating your feelings and needs means family members are more likely to do so as well. You'll avoid reciprocal blaming and name-calling and develop family relationships based on authenticity, where you're all willing to be seen and known by each other on a deeper level. It can be hard to imagine that your child or partner might be voluntarily considerate of your needs. But when your family members understand what your underlying feelings and needs are, they're more likely to be considerate of what you need because they can connect with you as a fellow feeling and needing human. Also, when your family sees that you're committed to meeting everyone's needs, they're more open to considering yours. Your relationships with them may deepen and feel more connected, which can motivate the whole family to be more helpful to one another. I hope that's helpful. You can learn more about my work with parents at www.brooklynparenttherapy.com and on Instagram at bkparents. If you have more questions about nonviolent communication or any other parenting questions or stories, leave me a message at 646-926-3243. And be sure to let me know if it's okay to use your voice on the show. Or send an email to parenthood at quickanddirtytips.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Project Parenthood on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch you next week. Project Parenthood is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcasting and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Brendan Pika. That's all for this episode. Catch you next week. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain. 
or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.